We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 257 On this episode, we've got a bunch of cancellation and renewal news And we'll be talking about the series premieres of Marvel's Agent Carter Hindsight and Togetherness And recent episodes of Scorpion and the Good Wife plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 257. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And joining us this week is... I'm Ivy from Click Clack and the Blockbluster Podcast. Hello, Ivy. Greetings and salutations. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This is my first time on the show that Amory's actually showed up. It's great. Yes. Well, the last time I was supposed to be on, I didn't plan. Well, no, I didn't know I was going to Disney World on my birthday. birthday. No, I didn't know I was going to Disney World on my birthday. We made it like last minute decision, and I just knew that I wouldn't be available. So. Uh, Yeah, Amory, for birthday, going to Disney World instead of wanting to podcast. I mean, what's up with that? I spent like half of October in Florida. That's true. On two separate trips. (laughs) But it worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I followed behind you guys. I was there in November for like a week and a half. Nice. Well, Visiting the new Harry Potter world. It was hey, awesome. Hey, so did we. It was awesome. Yeah, but you know what I got that you didn't get? They debuted Warm Butter Beer the day before I got there. Oh, that's true. It was amazing. I just had cold butter beer, and it was really good, and they wouldn't let me put rum in it, and I was not happy about it. I had frozen butter beer. Also good. So we ran the gamut over the course of a month of mm-hmm. the various types of butterbeer you can get. I, But I cannot confirm or deny that I took a bottle of pumpkin juice home and mixed it with Captain Morgan. Oh. I can't tell you that was really, really good. Hmm. Or maybe I can tell you. What do I care? Interesting. I don't care, um, J.K. Rowling. I like it. Amory, what did you do with your... Did you take one home or was that Kyle that took one home? I don't like the pumpkin juice. I think I it was Kyle that took oh. a pumpkin juice home. Pumpkin juice is awesome. But... uh. That's the Butterbeer Pumpkin Juice update. Now on to the news. (laughs) Now on to the news. Um, In a surprising turn of events, the CW renewed everything but Heart of Dixie. The CW has renewed The 100 for a third season, Arrow for a fourth season, The Flash for a second season, Jane the Virgin for a second season, The Originals for a third season, Rain for a third season, and Supernatural for a parentheses unneeded and parentheses 11th season. (laughs) A show that was supposed to end in the fifth season... Is now in season 12. I mean, 11. Feels like 12. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was a big surprise out of TCA. They, CW is actually notorious for letting a lot of these, like letting a lot of their shows just kind of wait until the very end. Yeah, they usually like, you know. Like, like the, Arrow and stuff was renewed early last yeah, year. Yeah, the, the, no, the no-brainer stuff, like, uh, like saying, you know, like last year I think it was like Arrow and – the Vampire Diaries. And Vampire Diaries and, and the stuff like that all got uh, quick pickups. Yeah. And uh, and, the, and you, you were left to wonder about some of the stuff. But some of the other stuff, you know, like The 100 hadn't even really started yet, you know, by the time they had done that. But, you know, this year, a lot of their shows are, shows are doing pretty well, you know, with The Flash. and. Oh, I realized that I should have started with CBS, which isn't on the list. CBS has renewed Scorpion, Madam Secretary, and NCIS New Orleans for second season. Oh, did they announce that today? Oh, really? That was today. Oh, I missed yes. that. Oh, I missed that. So the, uh, they've renewed three of their four freshman dramas, and I don't think Stalker will be renewed. 
and I don't think mm. the McCarthy's will be renewed, even though it's grown on me. Like, well, I want to back um, up fungus. to CW just for a second. I was oh, really yeah, excited so that about that. Was next I was really excited about the hundred because I'd, yes, I'd looked recently at the numbers, and they weren't they weren't bad. But considering how well CW is doing with its other shows, I was mm-hmm. worried that they might just go. That's ah, okay. You're yeah. like you're, you're like the Tomorrow People. It's it's yeah. you, we don't you don't need to come back. And I'd have been I would have been an unhappy person. I just feel like the the hundred is fearless. Like what they do, yeah. what they write, what they what they produce. I don't think any other CW show is doing, and I'm glad that there's some faith there. I don't think there's many shows doing it on television at all. True. Yeah. Uh, true. Right now, I think the CW is in an interesting spot in that, you know, even something low rated like Jane the Virgin, but just got like Brooklyn Nine-Nine did last year, just got an, an award at the Golden right. Globes. That type of stuff is going to keep even a low rated show around. And then you have, you know, like The Flash is doing really well. Yeah. Uh, and The 100 is is one of the shows along with Jane the Virgin that's getting talked about right. a lot on, you know, uh, blogs and podcasts and critically, and critical like critically reviews and, yeah. and stuff. And, and so, uh, you know, they're going to, you know, some of the other stuff is doing well and is, is doing pretty well or, you know, and so they're going to keep doing that stuff, but there's uh, the other stuff that there, there's potential growth with the way people mm-hmm. are talking about mm-hmm. the shows yeah. uh, right now that, uh, I would have been sort of surprised if much of anything that uh, they have mm-hmm. this year. And I actually get, uh, think, you know, so going back to CBS too, that's another sign of shows like Madam Secretary's, their ratings, not great. Their ratings aren't great. NCIS New Orleans, it was kind of a given Scorpion's probably their number one new show, but Madam Secretary, I think is a case of them knowing that maybe they could make a new good wife out of it. They could create, what the Kings have done with the good wife. And it was more of a faith. Like we think it can do something than necessarily rewarding it. They've basically aped the format. I mean, mm-hmm. it opens the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think CBS too knows that, that ratings for their Sunday night shows in the fall are always going to be a little wonky because of football. Yeah. So it's really not, I mean, giving it, giving it a pickup now, I think is a nice show of confidence, but I, I think it would not have expected, would not have surprised me if the, if, if good wife's ratings, excuse me, Madam Secretary's ratings had grown after football just because everything's yeah. so crazy. Agreed. Cray cray. So, so that's the CW, CW and CBS. Um, also what I'll get there when I'm in the S section, Hulu has renewed the hot wives for a second season, which will now be set in Las Vegas. Hot wives of Orlando was hilarious. And, I gotta be Fei Fei is one of my favorite lines that ever came out of anything ever. So I'm very excited about that coming back because I think that those people are hilarious. Did you guys, either of you watch that? No, I never got a chance to watch the, but it's got a lot of people in it that I like. So it's, it's one of those things I want to watch. Yeah. Because it sounds really funny. Anytime you can spoof a bad reality TV with a good, funny show. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Oh, I'm see, I just assumed it was a was just a bad reality TV show. So it's a spoof. Oh yeah, it's like Casey Wilson, Angela Kinsey. You, I don't know her name from. She's on Marry Me right now. That uh, girl from that thing. Um, what else was uh, Kristen Schaal from oh, yeah, yeah. Bob's Burgers? Like it was just everybody. Basically, June Diane Raphael was in an episode. Like everybody in that kind of genre was in it, and it was amazing. 
Um, so yeah, it's a spoof and you should go back. It's only six episodes. I think it's really funny. Yeah. It's a comedy send up of that style of, uh, you know, that style of reality show. Um, but yeah, there's so many different things this, you know, that are, that come out these days that, uh, it just sounds like one thing. And then until you really look at it and you're like, Oh wait, that's actually a scripted comedy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a review was on comedy central. You're like, you just thought that was going to be another Com, you know, one of their sketch shows or just right. somebody reviewing things or talking about whatever, you know, <laughs> and it turns out it was an actually, I mean, based on, I think, an Australian show, uh, but uh, a very clever idea. And, you know, it got a lot of praise, uh, yeah. in, including Kyle uh, picking it uh, as his recommendation last week on the podcast. But uh, but it's stuff like that where you're just like, oh, wait, that's a. So much TV. There's yes. So much TV. Uh, speaking of, Netflix has renewed Marco Polo for a second season. Yeah. Um, Talk about something that came and went with a whimper. Yeah. Did either Didn't of you guys even... give that a chance? No. No, it got yeah. – uh, it it came out – I mean, it sort of came out at like the right time, like you would think. It came out as fall TV was sort of – shows were starting to end for, you know, two or three, four-week periods and stuff. Yeah. But I was also in the process of catching up with a bunch of stuff from the fall that, and so I never even, uh, I never even tried it out. And then it started getting such bad reviews that it dropped, you know, sort of started dropping farther down the list as something to uh, get to. Yeah, the reviews are so bad it never made it to my list. Yeah. I mean, exactly. maybe maybe some rainy weekend kind of thing, but I doubt it. Well, it was on the list to at least like watch the you know, the first one or two or something like that when it was, when it was coming out. I mean, I did, I think I could have even watched the first one or two before it came out. And it's just never, that was in the glut of trying to keep up with stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, like I haven't watched, uh, you know, I haven't watched Mozart in the jungle either, which is something I was semi interested in kind of checking out and, uh, you know, going into it. And that came out over the last couple of weeks too on, Amazon Prime and which one's that one? Uh, uh, Malcolm the, McDowell. The comedy and... set in the uh, symphony. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that one when they did the um, then the pilot. So yeah, I thought it was. I thought that one was interesting, sort of based on it was more the setting, like the potential to do something interesting in a setting that you don't see. Right. Uh, you know, it wasn't taking. It wasn't. It wasn't a show taking place in a hospital you know, law firm, cop shop, you know, type of thing. And, uh, so that, that's where my interest lies. And it was, it was, you know, the first episode was all right. Uh, but, uh, that one kind of interests me, but, uh, kind of disappointed on the next one on the list or you got something um, else. Before I have that. one more thing to add before that shameless has been renewed. Showtime has renewed shameless for a sixth season. They just announced that. So that'll be good. I love that show. And the first four episodes were so good this season and it just premiered last night, but I watched the first four, and now I can't wait. But I'm also really nervous about what happens next. And then... Hashtag TV blogger problems. Yes. Yeah. USA Network <laughs> has canceled Covert Affairs after five seasons, which I can care less about. I'm kind of disappointed just because I like, you know, I like the show, but I didn't realize that it had dropped off ratings-wise so, so much over the last couple seasons. I would argue that the quality's dropped off, you know what I mean, in direct correlation, but that's just me. 
I, I recognize I'm one of those because I mean, there's there's a lot of us. Well, I say there's not there's not a lot of us still watching the show because if it was, it would still be on the air. <laughs> right. Yes. But but of the group of people that I know that are still watching it, um, people have always talked about, oh, I love this new direction, and I've just not the last two years, I've not been a fan of the show at all. I just mm. I I don't get it. I don't. And this does not surprise me. Although I'm I'd like like you, Jason, I'm sad. I think I think that the fact that they're not giving them an opportunity to wrap up the storylines is pretty insulting at this point for the fans that have kept up. And but that's is what it is. Yeah, that's the type of thing I don't like with the cable shows with how far out they're done and filmed from when they actually mm-hmm. air compared to you know a network series. Mm-hmm. Is that they wrap a fifth season. By the time it airs, you know, by the time the second half of the season aired and the ratings continued to fall off, of course they're going to say, you know, we can't, you know, keep putting money behind this. It's not not a good plan, but it's also so difficult to say, well, let's ramp it up for, you know, a couple more episodes and do like a two-hour movie to close things off or... Exactly that. USA is a network that could pull it off easily. And and things like of that nature, so... It it kind of sucks uh, when they, because recently, like you know, it, their you know their corporate sister Sci-Fi has been doing a much better job of either figuring out way ahead of time that they're right. that they're going to end something or giving things six episodes or or an extra episode or something like that before they shut down production type of thing. Yeah. Uh, to to do it, and so that's the that's that that is the disappointing thing here is that you is you don't have a chance to write towards... I mean, it's the type of show that you wouldn't necessarily... You know, it's not like uh, necessarily you write everybody, here's everybody's happy ending and they're all done. Right. That type of thing. But you still sort of put people in places that, uh, you know, and maybe you don't you don't leave so many questions open, mm-hmm. even though that's, it's a story that you can still see that, you know, things continue to go in that world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You can finish a story even though lives continue. Right. So, although you say that about sci-fi, it took sci-fi a long time to renew Defiance and Dominion. That's true. And I was, I was, because that, 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 those two were ones I was waiting on Beta Breath, particularly Dominion, because that that show got really fun in its second half of its first season. Although those, I still, you know, they did renew them, but like if they would have canceled Dominion without giving it some sort of ending after 10 episodes or 12 episodes or something like that, that's, I'm less, you know, annoyed with something like that than I am with something that's been producing 10 to 16 episodes for five yes. years now. That's yeah. true. That's true. And, that's true. Uh, and then, and then it just is, you know, comes to an end. Uh, you've put a, you know, you've put a lot more time in with these characters and stuff like that, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, closer with the, uh, you know, with Defiance, because, you know, you had a couple seasons, but still, on a whole, still less than only like 25 episodes, so, uh, or 24 mm-hmm. episodes or whatever. So, so nearing that mark of where I think you need to, you know, I'm, I'm a person that's like, if you've gone, you know, a couple, a couple like network seasons or, you know, you're into the 30, 40 episode type things uh, of mm-hmm. story. And then you just like yank it out. That's that's the type of stuff that is is only killing yeah. ongoing people watching things and whatnot. Because uh, 
while sometimes it's not always about the end, you still want to have <laughs> you don't want to you know you don't want to have people laying bleeding out or people in precarious right. <laughs> places that uh, you know you've been following for four years and then they're just lost in this uh, you know what happened here that type of stuff. But I don't know. I think for the most part, somewhat uh, you know sci-fi has has become has seemed to be uh, better recently with doing that type recently, of stuff. Recently, yeah. And uh and also the CW has been actually uh, pretty good at uh at giving their shows telling them when they're going to be final seasons, giving them a chance to give final episodes or, or I things. hope they told Heart of Dixie. <laughs> you hope they you hope they did or you hope they did not. Well, I hope I have a feeling it's being canceled, but I hope that they told them. Mm-hmm. Cuz they've been done filming. Yeah, yeah, I think they wrote. Might have had it figured out. I think they wrote this season that it uh, it could be, but it's obviously a thing that they obviously could keep telling stories in that town, right? Uh, but they're, I think they, the way I heard it put was the this is like a season for the fans. So like, uh, it's really I think they really wrote towards you know a potential ending. Okay. Uh, but if it does, uh, but uh, you know, if it if it were to do well on Friday nights or whatever, it's not like it couldn't come back for a, another short season or something. Right. I, uh, I, I lost that show after the first season. Oh, I love I it. All right. That's our news time for prime time. Our first show in prime time is Scorpion season one, episode 13 kill screen, which as we just found out is coming back for another season. So. Which will be back for season two, which of all the shows, that's the least surprising to me because it was like their top rated show. I mean, new show. Obviously, is it more highly rated than like their NCIS Tuesdays or something? But um, how how do they think a six a ten year old? I don't quite understand how they just automatically assume this kid <laughs> is killing. Like he did this and he killed everybody, or he set this up for everybody to die. That's what I wanted to do today. Instead of going to the playground, I wanted to kill people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like the yeah. show. Just it's because, yeah, me. just because you have a genius kid doesn't mean that he like programmed the thing and is and hacked, you know, and hacked the CIA and is selling the secrets. Right. Like that. That was a little far. That was a little far fetched. I mean, they were trying to go with the parallel of the, you know, the Walter O'Brien storyline. Sure. Of you know. Of of that mm-hmm. type of thing, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, just, I continue to, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I keep watching the show, but <laughs> I just find it dumb. <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah, see, I, I wasn't. I think we talked about this before. Um, I, like, I found this the the plot line and Emery's point of view on on the kid being. Um, complicit in in this crime a whole lot more far-fetched than the pilot with the plane flying yeah. over the runway low I mean, yes. like that that's just fun action this this is probably i think one of the more stupid things that they did and and the worst part is is they were trying to do a smarter storyline and you know they kind of they choked at it yeah sorry guys. i don't know it's just it's i hate his american accent <laughs> I know that's not related to the story, but I hate it. Um, oh, it's been so long surprise. since I've. It's been so long since I've heard his real accent. I don't even remember it. It's really thick, and yeah. his American accent is terrible. 
But it's interesting to me because when they sh- when they have stories where Walter's a, a kid, um, he is British or he's Scottish or something. Like he found him in Scotland, so why couldn't he have an accent? But uh, then just... his sister doesn't have an accent because the kid had an accent when they when we when there was the episode where that like showed us Cabe meeting him. Walter, as a child, had an accent. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was their way of explaining how he's replaced his American accent or his Scottish accent with a really terrible American accent. I don't really know. Well, I just, you know, people that move around, especially when they're that young, their accents get all kinds of jumbled anyways. So there's I, there's so much more to I, I, I recognize that this is a pet peeve of yours across a couple of different shows. Across but everything. Yeah. This one Usually doesn't bother me as much as yeah, this one doesn't bother update. me as much as other ones. And yeah, in Amory's accent corner, his is terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I like Eddie K. Thomas. I just it's a show that my dad and I watch on Monday nights. Like I don't love Gotham. I like Gotham. I don't love Scorpion. I like Scorpion, and I watch it on Mondays with Glenn, my dad. So it's like your twenty four replacement. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't hold a candle to twenty four, <laughs> but. Um, Although 24 had some stinker seasons, Amber. Sure, let's sure. Not, but let's be honest. Um, nothing compared to some of the lame stuff that I watch with my dad right now. Um, <laughs> and even its worst season, I feel like 24 was still above. Yeah, well, there's just there's just something about this show that I, I mean, I usually like this type of show, but there's something about it that, for a group of really smart people, too much of it just feels dumb. Mm. To me, that. Uh, and then some of it feels completely far-fetched. Like, even if you were a genius, that you could all of a sudden... That they're able to... Uh, well, yeah. I think the genius thing about it is they're able to get around Los Angeles really quickly. So Yeah. They have, I mean, they're geniuses. They know but, how to do things. But there's just... I know that, uh, you know, it's kind of like suspending uh, belief, you know, when you're watching like a court... You know, or a cop show where somebody gets arrested and they get, you know, uh, or a trial, you know, they instantly go to trial type of thing right, or right. or they do it or a trial takes place in the course of an episode, you know, and it's only, uh, you know, it's, it's like a big murder case, but it only took like a couple days or something like that. And, uh, and, and you know that things take longer than that and it takes longer for things to, you know, go to trial and – on that kind of level, but for some reason, there's a lot of things that happen in this show at such speed that I'm not able to suspend my disbelief and go, it's for the purpose of completing a story in an episode right? Uh, type mm-hmm. of thing. It just uh, it just feels weird to me uh, for whatever reason uh, that, uh, you know, you, you can't buy that they, even if they could figure it out, that they could... So the show yeah, has build the thing flaws. that fast, or yeah. or actually do some of the things that they do, and and then it's and then it's like that night, you know, <laughs> you know it's mm. it's the show's literally taking place like over the course of a day, right? Uh, and uh, I don't know, there, there's stuff like that that uh, that, that doesn't quite work. There, I think they're doing a little bit better with some of the character stuff, uh, but. Uh, I don't know. Kathy McPhee's a terrible actress. Let's just put that out there. Some of the situations are just weird. She's not that bad. It's terrible. She's not that bad. Did you bring Ivy on to disagree with everything I said? <laughs> no, I agree no. with I agree with just about everything you say. That's the okay. crazy part. <laughs> but I I mean, she's 
she's tolerable. I just, you know, I mean, like I get that I enjoyed Smash. I didn't hate watch Smash. I enjoyed Smash. Um, and I, I, I and I get I, I don't think she's I I'm not sitting here saying that she's a good actress. I okay. just don't I don't think she's worthy of the 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 backlash that she gets, the hatred that she gets. But um, so I like I, I want her to succeed. Because, and I don't know. I, I didn't watch American Idol. It's not like I've I've not got some history with her as a from a fan perspective that I that I can cling to. But I, she's just one that I want to see do well for some reason. Yes, uh- Bad acting, bad accents, bad situations. <laughs> we're watching the show yeah, live. We're all still watching it. <laughs> oh Robert Patrick. That's why we're still watching it. I think we're. Yes. I think we're all. Wa- or I, Even though he has the dumbest name ever, Cabe. Who calls our good Cabe? It's not I Gabe. His, I thought that's his last name. No. Cabe Gallo is his. Oh, name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, anyway, so that's Scorpion. That sounds like a wine label. Yeah. Hey, I never judge. I never judge people's names. And you 1986, Gabe Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. It was a good year. All right. Marvel's Agent Carter, season one, episode one, now is not the end. And episode two, Bridge and Tunnel. Full disclosure, I've never seen a Marvel movie. What? <laughs> Amory, if you liked Agent Carter, you really need to go at least watch Captain America, the first Avenger. This is what I've heard. <laughs> like, at least at least watch the precursor storyline to this. Yeah. If That's I were holding my, my mic, I would be dropping it and walking out right now. I, don't, <laughs> I cannot. I, can't, I know you. I know your fandom. I can't yeah. believe you've not seen any of these movies. Yep. Do you watch true. S.H.I.E.L.D.? I do watch S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh. So what you're Shield. so what you're saying is you're just weird. Yeah, I won't disagree with she's, that. She's just yeah. really looking forward to the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, you know, so that she can get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, into I'll the... probably watch them. I like watching stuff on Netflix. So what do so, you think? I really had no basis for what it was supposed to be, and I liked it. I liked her. I like uh, what's his name, Enver. Enver Goki. Yeah. Um, Just go with it and say it. And act like it hated Dollhouse. Also. What? Um, Done. Eliza Dushku <laughs> is my least bloop, favorite bloop. actress on the planet. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay. And so I hated Dollhouse. But I, I will say that her, he and, um, what's her name? Dyke and Lightman? Yes. Yeah, I see. I just act like I can pronounce them correctly. Her name is Deech. I know her name is Deechin because Deechin. Yeah, I, ish, I. We have a mutual friend that calls her Deech, so I like those two, um, and I just really like him. I even like Chad Michael Murray, who is just really good at playing this kind of douchebag. And also, <laughs> who knew Kyle Bornheimer was in this? My ultimate favorite person ever. <laughs> He's in every show I ever watch, and he never succeeds. So I hope that him being in this means that this won't fail miserably. But also, I don't like Lindsay Fonseca. Like, I, there are so many things against this show for me, but I really enjoyed it. I really, because Alias used to be my favorite show when it was on. And I feel like this is like a 1940s Alias or whatever. And I really like her. And it helps that I just watched her Black Mirror episode. And so I had some frame of reference of who she was. But in general, now that I've talked a bunch about it, I actually really did like it. Mm. Right, you couldn't tell with all the all the shade you were throwing. <laughs> I know. I like her and Jarvis together. I thought they were great. The guy Jarvis. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, I think Dominic Cooper's accent is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. But I understand he's supposed to be like a talkie from the 40s or whatever, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked how she wasn't skinny mini and she looked like the women of the 40s. So there's my take on Marvel's Agent Carter. I liked it. I I liked it. And I but at the same time, I, I wasn't I'm not excited about the show. I was I've oh, never nice. been when they announced it, I was like, oh wow, they've taken the probably the least interesting of the six or seven um prominent females from the movies and given her a television show. Because Peggy Carter wasn't very involved in the first movie, and to a certain extent, she was one of these characters that, you know, I mean, the women characters that were much more of a sidekick than they were predominantly played. And so, like, I never found the character interesting in the first Captain America movie, whereas, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody told me, even if it was Scarlett Johansson, if somebody told me we're going to get a Black Widow television show, like, I'd be all over it. You mm. know what I mean? Just because the character to me is so much more interesting. Um, I I get that they're telling a period story, and I get that um, women of the era had to overcome incredible bias. But to me, that they they need to go. They need to find a much more interesting way of telling the story, other than it being the same rote things week after week, where it's the same problems and it's the same discrimination and it's the same way of overcoming them. But it, it feels very much like a, um, you know, like a, a procedural crime drama from the eighties. Right. You know, it's like oh, you know, well, I'll, I'll I'll get it over the guys again. You know, I'll, we'll do it my way and. We'll tell them later about it, you know. Are you say, like say. Dominic Cooper. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to do that. A <laughs> but it's 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 still good. I disagree with you on Lindsay Fonica's character. I'm I'm interested to see where that goes because I think I, no, I like. No, I didn't the say dynamic. character. Personally, well. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested I've, to see where that goes too. But I just I have a hate on for Lindsay Fonseca. Okay. Well, I I. I don't share that hate. Right. I'm trying to not disagree with you because that's, you know, I just you just said I was here to disagree with everything. Well, I I I I don't share that opinion. Um, He's not here to disagree with you, Amory. Just on the stuff that you're wrong about. Yeah, right, sure, just, sure. just just sure. when just when you're wrong, I'll tell you. Right. No, but I, I'm I'm much more interested to see the the next couple of episodes because hope, hopefully they're going to evolve past what we've seen. But at the same time. The series is set, and I can't remember the years, but the series is set a year before the one shot. So we know, you know, in the course of the canon, she's still experiencing that same bias and not have not had found a way for to overcome it and to find some some leadership stability um, a year from now in the timeline of the. So it's like it's like, OK, they're going to tell this neat story. And if it comes back for another limited run next year. Or is it going to be the same thing where it's the same kind of inner rut? And, and if that's the case, then I'm really not interested. I get it. It's good. I, mean, I think it helps that I don't have any knowledge of what I'm leading up to <laughs> or what it's leading out of. I know who Chris Evans is. I loved it. I'm sure I you thought do. it was great. <laughs> I'm clapping for that. <laughs> what, what in particular did you like, Jason? I, 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 I like the energy of it. Uh, I like that she seemed like even though some of the situations are a little far-fetched, they felt believable in the comic book setting, you know, the comic book universe in which it's set. Uh, I, I love the interaction between her and Jarvis. 
the action sequence were really good, especially the first hour. I mean, it really, I thought it really uh, uh, drew you in. Uh, the you know the sort of comic book sexism stuff that they were going for didn't bother me. Uh, you know, I thought it just sort of felt uh, both right for the period and that they were also making you know kind of making a joke out of it by making it feel uh, so you know kind of poorly done. <laughs> I mean, I think the way they were doing it was uh, definitely what they were going for. Uh, I I like just the the whole setting of it, uh, the recreation of the times, uh, you know the you know the club. The Automat uh, Diner, uh, just, I don't know. I just was thoroughly sucked into it from, you know, the opening. And uh, I thought that the, you know, the second hour actually turns out that I think it worked better to probably put those both on on the same, on the same night. Uh-huh. Uh, even though, you know, you have sort of an eight episode thing. And so you sort of expect it to be a little bit, you know, tighter than, you know, if you were doing... 12, 16, you know, 22 uh, episodes of it, but it definitely felt like it was all part of that opening, you know, at the same, sort of that same thing with that s- tracking down, you know, the milk truck and all that stuff. All that felt like it was all part of one thing that it would have felt, a, I don't know, kind of weird maybe to wait a week between those two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, type of thing. It, it did feel like a better ending to like the beginning of the of the story. So I think that that turned out to work, uh, be a good, good decision. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I'm, I can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the next episode. It's speak. I mean, speaking of the time period that, that you liked, I, the one thing that I did like, um, or that I really appreciated, not to say that it's the only thing I liked. Um, but we just did radio days on the, the Woody Allen flick on, um, on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. And so seeing the the old time radio plays done up with with the Captain America, you know, being a character in it, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, again, it goes back to like every time seeing Peggy Carter react the same, you know, rolling her eyes the exact same way. It's like, OK, I hope we don't keep going back to it without kind of doing something with it. But, you know, I, I thought that was a it was a neat way to anchor anchor it to the time period, but also connect it to the greater universe and remind us that you know, that, that Captain America was a character in this world. Yeah. But they also did a really good job and cleverly edited a really good action sequence along with cutting between that and oh, the yeah. time radio play. It was really well done. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That was good. I like that it's run by females. I like Tara Fasikas and or Tara Butters and Elizabeth Fasikas or whatever their names are. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Are you still watching their other show, Resurrection? Uh, no, only because what happened was I lost three in um, my recordings, mm-hmm. and they weren't available anywhere for me to watch them, so I didn't want to miss three episodes and not be able to catch up on them. I have a feeling. I've not watched it since the first episode back this season. I have a feeling I'm just going to jump back, and if I've got three on my DVR, then that's I'm just going to give up and lose five or six or seven episodes just to, yeah. well, I, mean, I, I think, think if I try to catch up, yeah, if I, if I try to force myself to catch up, I won't enjoy it. But maybe if I just jump in now, I'll be okay. Sorry for the segue. Anyway, I mean, we're used to it. I segue all the time. Uh, so that's <laughs> Agent Carter. Uh, speaking of another time period, here is, 
Hindsight, season one, episode one pilot on VH1. Uh, I really like the show. Who knew VH1 had scripted television? I mean, I did, but I didn't like any of them. <laughs> I know, but speaking of like scripted um, television being everywhere. I really like Laura Ramsey. I've been a fan. Do you remember the show The Days that was on? It's like a six-episode thing that aired on ABC like five, six years ago. Yeah, it was really good, but um, didn't last. Uh... It didn't last. I don't even know if it made it six episodes. Um, I really like her. but And I like the show, and I like the story, and I liked how she gets a chance to kind of relive her life and fix things that maybe were broken. But there's no way she – like doing my math, if in 1993 she was – old enough to drink champagne at a bar now she's supposed to be what 43 years old she's probably not a day older than i am at 33 i feel like they could have aged her better yeah she was born in 82 so she's like my age and i think that they could have aged her significantly more or had a because you don't focus like unless going forward they're going to have her be in the future more but i feel like it's all about her being in the 90s so if, I feel like they should have re like they should have hired an actress that's twenty years older. Mm. But other because and then the brother like there's no way the brother's forty years old like he looks like a teenager. So I just feel like some of the casting and age stuff is a little off. But I still really liked the idea of the show because I was a Being Erica fan. So I'm like a big fan of you know going back and time traveling kind of fixing. But I wonder what if they're sort of wrong. doing it like that where. Uh, you know, when she went back, you know, she was, you were seeing her present self in, you know, in the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're, if so they're we think we see her past self in the future. No, that you're just, I don't she know, does not just, look old enough to be 45 years old. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Just that she, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's one of those, that's one of those things that it, it was kind of like, you know, like in revolution when you just have like, it's like too big of a gap. You know, to really know too big of a gap in the future and past storylines to make it seem believable that the same care, you know, the same person is playing both those roles. And the only thing you're doing is changing a hairstyle right. uh, type of thing. But uh, that whole that whole stuff of like, how old was she really now when she was getting married for a second time and how far back, uh, you know, she went and. Uh, you know, and, you know, the actors playing the roles in both, that stuff didn't really, I don't know, for whatever reason, that stuff didn't really bother me. And, and just because I just figure, you know, it's just sort of the wishy-washiness of doing something that has that big of a of a sure. time jump. Uh, and mostly I just really liked the the jumping back to the 90s. Which is <laughs> well, yeah, I love the 90s. Type of, type of thing, which is uh, great music, great fashion. It's uh it's sad that I'm now old enough that the decade that I was a <laughs> that I was a teenager in is now mm. something that you can jump back to in history <laughs> so right. far on a TV show. Yes. Uh, well, I love Amory's unintentional VH1 plug with her I love the 90s <laughs> connection right there. Yes. I, I love those shows. I I would have I would probably have more of a problem with it with Amory's chat you, with with what you're saying about with mm. the um with that but my but that was like third or fourth down the list like i <laughs> i other than donna murphy i wasn't familiar with anybody that was in the show mm. uh and i found the acting to be very average and very 
unimpressed, like just just completely drew me out of the story, which I thought was a cool concept. I mean, the idea of kind of going back and in that in that in in such a short time period, we see time travel shows that are, you know, going back hundreds of years or whatever. But this was kind of a different approach. So, but yeah, it was it was the acting put me off from the start. I didn't hmm. believe any of the characters. I get it. It took me forever to figure out who the guy was that uh, was the guy she left the altar with, you know, was going to marry the first time or did Legend marry the of the first Seeker. Time. I know. He was Richard from Legend of the Seeker. It took me forever to figure that out. I kept going, why does this guy look familiar? Yes, with the long hair. But yeah, I'm I'm happy to see VH1 trying new things. And I will definitely continue watching the season for sure. What was second and third on your list? Or was it just overall... The acting yeah. was bad for ten people, and then the third was yeah. that they weren't the right age. No, I mean, I think I think that that was that was me trying to make a line, but um, no, like to me, I, like I thought it was. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's cool that that other networks are getting into scripted television biz. I think that you know, you look at something like MTV and what it's done with. I don't watch Teen Wolf, but I, I, I get that it's got a it's got a large fandom. But I thought Finding Carter was particularly good last year, no, um, and so I was kind of you did not. No. Oh, maybe we do disagree on everything. <laughs> maybe we do disagree on everything. That's a show um, I stopped after four episodes. Well, I was such a big fan of the league. Going to be watching Eye Candy tonight. I have it set to record, but not a series recording, just to see what the first episode is like. I've got to add that, but I'd forgotten to. Thanks for the reminder, bud. <laughs> there you go. But I, so I was excited to see it, and I just didn't. It didn't live up, and I'm I'm going to keep the recording and keep the season pass because I, yeah. I want to see where it goes. Because I, like I said, I think the story is interesting enough that maybe if if I get on over my own biases after a couple of episodes, I could really enjoy it. Right. Um, but you know, what I mean, it's getting a kind of a short leash, if, as it were. Yeah, I understand. I'm glad you understand. Yeah, I I enjoyed it more. I don't know than I. You know, necessarily thought I would, uh, but I think, but I think it m- was mostly from sort of uh, the recreation of the time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sort of the some of the stuff like her being weirded out by what the heck is that? Oh, it's your beeper. You know, uh, <laughs> her trying to find something to wear and going through like a box of her old clothes that was at her <laughs> at her friend's house. You know, and uh, you know, I am really happy that her friend. Accepted it knows right away. Yeah. Like that's not going to be a, when is her, when are they going to realize she's from the future? Like <laughs> there's already someone there. And that's why I like, like I like shows like that, that they don't keep secrets about what's happening. Yeah. I'm, I am with you. I hate that trope. Yeah. What do you think yeah. the deal is with the, uh, you know, the, the guy in the bar or at the newsstand? I think he's just future. like, like in being Erica, she had like the, but do, do strength you think, or whatever. But do you think he is actually somebody that sort of knows what's going on, or is he just another person that uh, she just happened to run into? No, I think that he. Yeah, I think he does. Oh, you do see? I got the. I. I, I don't think he does. I think he's the eventual love interest. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether where because they when she sees him in the bar, there's no. I mean, there's a little bit of like, wait, you look familiar from her side, but he does a really good job of if, you know, if he does know what's going on, of completely playing off 
uh, the the situation. But I I I I got the feeling that I wasn't sure though, like whether he was going to sort of be the anchor between the two things, or whether he is like like you said, Ivy. He's the uh, the potential like uh, now that she's gone back and changed a couple things. This is the direction she should have gone mm-hmm. originally, or uh, you know, or or something like that. I don't know. I think there's potential there. I thought the soundtrack was, you know, yes. pretty good, yeah. and uh, <laughs> they did a good job of of transitioning between the two, and and uh, and then, like you said, I, I think it sort of as a scripted show, it sort of actually fits on that network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like from what you were, you know, like the, the the whole I love the '90s, and then you know, music being sort of an important right way of bringing you into that, and. Uh, and VH1, you know, yes, being a, a music TV type channel at one point. Yeah. I think <laughs> yes. if they lean into that, I think they're they're going to do well. I mean, the whole yeah. fish out of water, but it's really kind of the water that you used to live in. That whole idea and that was yeah. fun. Yeah, and that was kind of one of my favorite things about the show. So we'll see. We're all kind of on board to see what happens next. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, investing in Apple stock. That's what I'd be doing next. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, the Good Wife. Season six, episode twelve, the debate. You guys, I love this show so freaking much. There was a scene that I rewound and watched like eight times. <laughs> Which scene? Which scene is that? It's such a small. Where'd you go, Amory? But she had to rewind and watch it again. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said anything about that audio being good. Damn it. <laughs> I have a feeling it's her mic that's been kind of crackling a couple of times. Amory, if you can hear us. Can you hear me now? Yep. I had to unplug and replug my headphones. I don't know what happened. Um, I think it might be the static electricity, which let me just, I'll tell my story about the good wife, but here's another story that will explain my electricity and why my, (laughs) my microphone might have been crackling. Last night I'm in bed and I ran my fingers over something. Like, I guess my sheet. Are you sure you should be telling this story? It's so insane. Is there an explicit tag on this podcast? No. So, but I saw, like, as I was moving my finger across my pillow, I saw a light. Like, my finger was making light. Oh, you saw the electricity of the Shattuck stock. I've never seen it before. Oh, that's so cool at night. And my hands are like, I, 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 like, kept drawing on my pillow, like, oh my God, I'm going to set myself on fire. So I think that I'm electrocharged today. But anyway, so the scene I'm talking about. On You're the about to become a superhero. This, yeah, is, this so, is the way all superhero stories exactly. start. It's true. So I watched <laughs> The Good Wife. Okay. There's a scene where she says to Johnny, I'm not interested in you. You can't even look at me. Blah, 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 blah. And then he finally does make eye contact with her. And they have that moment of like, oh, Maybe he is interested in me and, <laughs> oh, do I have feelings? Like, there's just that one minute where they share this look like, yeah. uh-oh, it might be something. Yeah, that, mm. was, a, that was a good scene. But and the whole I time, that. The whole time during that scene, I was going, is her mic on? Is her <laughs> mic on? I didn't even think about because that. Because they, they made an explicit point at the beginning of the yeah. episode of saying, you your mic, mic is yeah. hot. <laughs> And so I was like, is her mic on? Is this, are, oh are other people here in this conversation? That. I just, I mean, I'm a huge, I, lo- I loved Will Gardner and it was devastating when he was gone. And I like Finn. I like Finn. I'm glad Finn exists. But when Johnny was introduced, 
one of my best friends and I were like, I think maybe as much as they seem to be leaning towards a Finn thing, I think Johnny was introduced as like a wild card. And that scene where they were like, where he was like, I don't know, kind of egging her on to keep talking. And then uh, they, they got interrupted. I just loved it. Mm. I loved it. The episode was a little weird. Like, I don't know. Sometimes they are too on the nose with their rip from the headline stuff. Um, and I don't care to spend that much time with Peter because I don't like Peter, uh, the mm-hmm. character. But man, how good was it to see Alicia be so wrong at the end where she's like, if I was a man, no, it's not about you being a man or a woman. It's about the fact that you did this without them. You didn't ask their opinions. You are, you know, taking it on the running. And what was her name? Diane's totally right about Castro's not in it and Carrie's not in jail anymore. So why are you still doing it? Well, and then she like, even leaned into being wrong. Yeah. Oh, she gets so indignant. And like, it's nice to see that like she clearly is in the wrong here. They had to, they had to hire David Lee back because they need the money that now Chumhum's ex-wife is going to have. It was just a, the, the only thing that bothered, the main thing that bothered me about the, the episode was, is that it seems like we've had all this turmoil and upheaval and we're, Right back where but we we've started. gone through all these machinations to get things pretty much back to where they started, except mm-hmm. that she and Carrie are now in the top leadership instead of, exactly, uh, you know, instead of at the bottom. And I understand they need the kind of uh, conflict that Zach Grenier brings, but I can't stand David Lee. I think he's the worst thing that ever happened to the show. Uh, mm. Well, I think some. I think they they've overused. Yeah. Or or and and need and somewhat needed to because of the storyline that they, you know, they had to have somebody be, especially once yeah. they decided to bring, you know, Diane over, but there's just been a, it, it just, that's the only thing is it felt like we've just sort of, we've had a lot of inter- interesting things happen, but we're right back. Except that we're in a spot where I'd really find it more interesting if Alicia lost. I want her to lose. And, so badly. And then she had to deal with... She has, yeah, she has to lick her wounds and then she has to grovel. But deal with the you know the things that have happened both at the law firm, but then also now have to deal with, you know, going up against the guy that she actually has some respect for. Right. Mm-hmm. But they sort of set this episode up as such a big turning point that now they've left it open. Like, this could be the thing that she was down so far in the race. Now she's you know, ke- you know, could catch back up after uh, uh, this. I also, f- I also thought it was interesting of the the opening having, you know, making sure to tell you that this was written quite some time before yeah. recent events, and that when they're talking about certain places, they're not talking about what happened there recently. They're talking about what happened much further back before, you know, recent things like stuff in New York have, have, yeah, yeah, have yeah, happened. Exactly. But even saying like when we're when we're mentioning Ferguson, we're not talking about like what happened here recently uh, in Ferguson. We're talking, you know, we're talking about uh, previous things, and uh, that was that was that was one of those where you like prophetically ripped from the headlines in this case, right. you know, type of thing where it like hit too almost too close on the nose. But at least uh, they didn't go the route of like pulling the episode because it was too close or something or two recent events and stuff like that that uh see this is the this is the first season of the good wife that i've watched live so i started i have a weird path to how i got there 
I watched the episode like when all of the big explosion on social media happens when they kill Will Gardner's character. I watched that episode that night. And then I and then I kind of started watching to the end of the season. I was like, well, I'm interested to see because I'm a fan of even if I don't watch a television show, when they do something major or crazy like that, I like to see what happens next. So I watched the rest of the season. And then once I was invested in the rest of the season this summer, I went back and watched all of it. So this is the first time that I've seen something. Um, where they've done it, and I can compare it to how how long the story's been in the mm-hmm. in the in the you know the national consciousness, and so it was a little it was a little off putting for me. I'm not going to lie. It's like I'm not. I don't think we're ready as you know what I mean to start to deal with these from a pop, pop culture perspective, from a fictional perspective. I think we've got too much to work out in the short term. So I was that was just a little bit weird for me. Yeah, sometimes, like I said, they're too on the nose with their yeah. Well, it would have, it's one of those things that if recent events hadn't transpired, I think if it hadn't gotten as bad as it's gotten, it would have it would have been it may not have felt well, it would have been looking at situations that weren't that didn't just happen within the last few months, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, type of thing. It, it'd be looking at that type of situation, but from something, you know, further back. Uh, you know that you're farther away from, and you're it's not so fresh. And so, but again, it was one of those that there's so much other stuff happening in the episode that, for the ongoing story, you'd have to you, know, you can't just like not air it because right thirty percent of the episode is about something that's you know so fresh in the in, in what's going on. Well, is is speaking speaking of kind of the stories that are important towards the overall arc? Is Connie Nielsen's character done? Is that is that the arc of what they were going to do there? And if so, did they just waste Connie Nielsen on a couple of episodes of fluff? Are that he didn't quite end things with her, uh-huh. and that they have to pretend or whatever that he did? Because I think Peter realizes more than Alicia needs Peter. Peter needs Alicia, mm-hmm. and I think he realized that because people are just kind of over him. And I think that it was kind of like a get out now, but you know, I don't know. I yeah. don't think I'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. Or if it was, or if it was more of just like uh done for the job or done completely type of thing, you're, I guess it's still sort of open. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I the, don't know. Um... They, the thing I will say about the Kings is that they've managed to surprise me, which is why I think, like all of this, how Alicia's been closing the gap and Frank Prady's still ahead, they're starting to kind of make you think that, well, maybe she could win, in which case I think they'll throw it on the head and then she won't. Like they'll get you to a point where you think one thing and then they are very good at the exact opposite is happening. Mm. Well, I think there's, you know, there's there's twisting up and doing things on a show, but I think that making her the district attorney would be like one step too far in changing up the dynamic of the show. Like, I think that would change it too much. Yeah. Where it would be, you know, uh, completely different. Cause it, it really, you know, her fighting for somebody uh, against the, you know, the district attorney seems to be more where it's mm-hmm. at. I don't know. It'd be, uh, although I did like the, I did like the debate once it became, I, I, I liked how it showed how, both how bad the way we actually set up debates, the whole when Chris Matthews is reading the rules <laughs> of, and how ridiculous that is that you have 
10 seconds and if somebody you know if somebody mentions your name you have 10 seconds to rebut but it, you have right. but you don't have it if you if they don't and this and you have 30 seconds here and 45 seconds here and all this uh, all that stuff and then showing them just actually having a conversation back and forth and how real that felt in comparison mm-hmm. to how fake you know uh, the other is but the other is what we always get right I think that's the those are the interesting things I think that the show also does within having very interesting characters to follow is they have some very interesting commentary on things that are happening uh, these days. A lot of times they usually are, you know, technology or more related or something like that than uh, than actual events like Ferguson and stuff like that. You know, when they're ripping things from the headlines, I always say it's ripped from the headlines, but it's usually like from the technology section or the, you know, some other mm. section than like the front page a lot of times. But I think they do some interesting things like that where there was a lot of commentary on how we do debates you know, in in this, uh, you know, these days, I think, was, was worked in there that was very interesting. Yeah, I just, uh, it's one of my favorite shows, and I really hope that it continues indefinitely. <laughs> indefinitely. Um, so our last show in primetime is Togetherness, Season 1, Episode 1, Family Day. You guys. The question is, are we all going to agree on this one? I love Mark Duplass. I love Amanda Peet. I love Melanie Linsky. I feel like um, the show is a show for me. But I'm interested to hear what everybody else thinks. What do you think about Melanie Linsky's accent? I always forget that she's I do too. And then how thick her New Zealand accent really is when she talks in her normal accent. It's insane. Yeah, when I flipped on, it was doing like interviews before, and I'd like I forgot again that she's yeah. not American. She is fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. Yes. What do you guys think of the show? Yeah. <laughs> I don't dislike yeah. it. Okay. I don't. That sounds like me. I don't hate it. I really liked it. But <laughs> another another DVD quote from Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it. I didn't hate yes. it. Yes. But I mean, I'm like you. I like Amanda Peet. I would I would watch Amanda Peet read the phone book. I think she's so engaging. And I, you know, I, I and I'm in. Like I'm going to watch this first season and give it the full season. But it's just like I don't feel. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a little younger than than the characters in the show, and mm-hmm. I don't have a family, so I can't really identify with either care either group directly. Right. Um, and maybe because I just find it hard to believe that. Anyone would be as stupid as Ken Marino was to dump Amanda Pete. I, you know, right. I don't care. I don't care how much crazy <laughs> Amanda Pete comes with. <laughs> you, know? you know, I've been uh, a fan since Jack and Jill. You know what I mean? You mean like, you I, didn't, I, I love Amanda Pete. You mean you didn't identify with the with the best friend? Well, yeah, I I always like I do I, I I do like that. Anytime the kind of the nerdy geeky character gets the girl, I'm a fan of that particular arc. But this feels different because. This guy's more than just, you know, this is more than just Xander getting Cordelia on Buffy. This, this guy, I know I, I can't identify with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought the interaction between them was, uh, was very interesting and sort of the previews for coming episodes of what their, you know, art kind of is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. her, him sort of like coming to her rescue uh, I love that. at the, at the, at the restaurant and then the whole the whole idea of going in and they, they buy out the Seven Eleven of all their toilet paper to, 
uh, to go, you know, you know, some of the stuff on the other side, you know, the, you know, the, the family, the couple that's like having problems for, as she, you know, like when he asked her you know, why she's like, I don't know, you know, that whole type of thing, you know, that's been, that's been hit on like lots of times and, but it didn't, uh, that side of the storyline didn't detract from me being interested in the show by the end of it. I was, right. I was definitely interested in the other side of the storyline more, mm-hmm. but definitely liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Cause I'm not, uh, you know, recently I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, a lot of the HBO half hours or many of the Showtime half hours for that matter, <laughs> <laughs> except for episodes. I love that show. Or, you know, a lot of the shows that, uh, you know, even something like uh, what was it, Married on FX or FXX or wherever the heck it played. That show. Uh, you know, that kind of hit the same, that sort of same area. Uh, you know, so this was like hitting on that same thing that I didn't like, but there were other aspects of the show that I did, mm-hmm. uh, that I did like and would you know are interested in following. So you know, I'll watch the you know, especially since it's a short season, I'll watch the rest of, uh, I'll watch the rest of it. I liked it a lot more than I, than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Not like, uh, not like what is it, the man seeking woman coming to FXX? Oh my god, that's so terrible. weird! It's so weird, right? <laughs> oh my god, what's that? What's that show? What's that sitcom, Amory, that you like on FX? That you're the worst, you're the worst. Okay, Love thank you. I've show. been trying to figure out because somebody else suggested it to me the other day, and I was like, I gotta watch that. Oh, I love it so much. But I've watched, I mean, I'm I'm going to keep watching this. I've been trying to um, expand my quote unquote the 30 minutes a half hours of sitcom esque shows. I mean, yeah. I watched Faking It this year. I never would have yeah. never pegged me for something like that. And I mean, I, I think there's maybe a show there's that another one the that last you six episodes of. <laughs> there's another one you agree with Amory on. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, I'll watch I'll watch anything with Bailey Buntain in it or I mean, I Bailey like DeYoung that, but... or whatever. I, I kind of have it like I, I'm kind of giving anything that that any of the bunheads people are in. I will watch that show. You know, well, I think the curious. other thing with this show is I went into it more expecting what it was, not because it was a half hour, like expecting it to be funny necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like too often you think of the half hour show as being a comedy and too often these half hours on Showtime and – uh, while they have funny moments and stuff like that, the idea that they get bulked in to the comedy awards and stuff like that because they're half hours, even though yeah. they're really half hour dramas, more so a lot of times. And so I think I went into this one with different expectations. And so I think that also changed the outlook on it, too. Like if I had to went into it expecting it to be, you know, right. a comedy, like, you know, like a total comedy, I would have probably liked it less because it's not hugely hilarious mm. uh i i i just there were some funny moments and uh and stuff but there it was more uh, you know i think that's sort of you know s- similar things with like you know like transparent you know that was a half hour you know but it got and it's sort of a comedy i assume but not really to me <laughs> like you know to especially that first episode there's just a lot of things recently that uh, but that's another show that like I went into because it was like grouped with like the comedies. Like here's here's the new comedies from Amazon. And then I watched that first episode and I was like this isn't funny. Right. So that type of thing, the expectation that you go into it with sort of hurts 
you know, how you come out on the other side. Uh, and so I think that also helped too, as I went in with more of an expectation of what we've come to understand uh, cable half hours, especially mm-hmm. premium cable half hours are, uh, are, are, you know, they're just short dramas more, you know, yeah. dramedies. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a pretty smart, funny show for yeah. for being something. That's so, like I said, as much as I like I said, I didn't connect to the characters, but I I like the show. I just yeah. don't know how long I will like the show, kind of thing. But I'm, I'm there. I'm there because I like Mark Duplass. I keep going back to that. Um, what is it? What is it that you really like him from? Because I recognized him, but league. couldn't place him. Uh, I didn't watch the league. The league is one of my favorite shows. That Never. he's also popped up on Mindy Project. Yes, he's also, but he's also like big into. Mumblecore. Various uh, independent movies. Hannah's brother are geniuses. Yeah, they do. A, they do a lot of stuff. I think that's. I think that's the other thing too. The puppy partly, chair is. This is from. It's amazing. This is from them. Uh, you know the brothers, but also the guy playing his best friend is like actually his best friend, from what I understand. So like that really came across. There wasn't. Uh, you know, right. Like they've actually known each other for a really long time. So a lot of the relationships and stuff like that came across very real uh, in the first episode because yeah. you know, they are. <laughs> they are real. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll all keep watching and kind of see where we go from here. Uh, that's prime time. Just a little bit of reality today. MasterChef Junior, I just love where, this show. That's where Amory lives in just a little bit of reality. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> the kids on MasterChef Junior are so freaking cute, but it never fails. There's one kid every season I think is so arrogant. And this season, it's the kid from San Diego. Um, but I will say this. The little boy, Riley, who's eight years old, is the cutest freaking thing ever. I want him to win. He probably won't because he's eight. But that would be amazing if he did. But that's all I really have to say about MasterChef Junior. And interestingly enough, uh, for Top Chef, I liked it up until they got rid, <clears throat> excuse me, of the de- like the bad guy, because I liked everybody kind of rooting against him. But now they got rid of him, and it's so boring. I don't care who wins anymore; it's just boring. Um, so Master Chef Junior, I love Top Chef. I'm not too keen on, but I'm very excited that Survivor and the Amazing Race are coming back in a month. Yay! So that's it for reality. No more reality guys, for any of us. Do you guys watch any reality shows? I watch The Voice. That's the closest thing to a reality television <laughs> no, show. No, I don't watch The Voice. I used to. I don't anymore. I've been watching the playoffs. Oh. That's the sports. That's my closest to reality <laughs> sure. that I get. So, I'm a Redskins fan, so the playoffs are not reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm an Eagles fan. So uh, you know how that went. So that's yes. why we disagree on everything. <laughs> Yes. My dad one time made a bet at work that there was like a big game. I don't know. It was like, it had to be 20 years ago. And the Redskins and the Eagles were playing. And he said, my dad, who's never not had a mustache, like, and beard. Well, he doesn't have a beard anymore. But back then, up until that point, he really had never had, not had them. So he made a bet that he would shave everything if the Redskins beat the Eagles. And thank God. Because he looks so weird with no beard or mustache. But that's my memory of the Redskins and the Eagles when they used to be real big rivals. My dad used to make bets and mm. the Eagles would always win. So he never had to do any of it. I thought you Love were it. just setting up the end of uh, Silver Linings Playbook again. 
And we parlayed the bet with a dance competition. Okay. Yeah, my dad and I entered a dance competition <laughs> 20 years ago. We didn't it could win. happen. It could happen. Um, I've seen my father dance. He's not winning any games, <laughs> any any prizes. So that's reality. And moving on to TV recommendations. And mine is the 100 and kind of will be the 100 for a while because... I really want it to get good ratings and I really want people to love it. And the thing about the hundred is it's a show that nobody's really watching, but when they watch it, they love it. Like it's just impossible to dislike this show. If you watch it, am I right? Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, it's a show it's got, you know, it's got the pretty CW people on it and stuff like that. So, and it's on the CW and, you know, so there's a lot of people that have even heard of it. But if yeah, let's not play up the fact that it's on the CW. But if you're into like, well, if you're into sci-fi type shows, you know, like a you know something you know darker and deeper, like a Battlestar Galactica or uh, things like that, or what you know, like what sci-fi is trying to rebrand themselves back into, right? Then you should be watching. You know, you should be watching the hundred. I mean, it is strong it, women characters. It Lots is very interesting. Or, it's all about, you know, here's three bad decisions, but you got to make one of them, yeah. you know, type of storytelling. Uh, and that's you, probably going to lead to the death of someone important to you. It puts people it in, yeah, it puts people in weird positions and, and you know, the decisions that they have to make. And now the, the whole back and forth between, you know, the kids that have been there for a while and the adults uh, from the, you know, from the space station that whole dynamic, you know, everything, just so much about the show is is very yeah. is very compelling, and I think it's one of the best things on. I think it's one of the best things on TV right now. Not just agreed. Uh, mm-hmm. It is. It is my second favorite television show. Period. What's your favorite? Uh, Thrones, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Period. The end. No, no questions. But it's. But one of the things that I like about it most is like my favorite relationship on the show is Clark and Bellamy. And I've, mm-hmm. I I could care less if they ever become a romantic relationship because the dynamic that they play off of and how they are com- as a complete unit, they are they are a great leader. And but there are two sides of the different like it's just such it's just so good to watch. So good. Yeah. Watch this show. But also how each of them has changed the other one and the situations mm-hmm. that they've been in. That they're, you know, they're not even the same people that they, uh, you know, that they were, you know, even going back to the first, first, uh, you know, like going back to the pilot, if you would have said that Bellamy would be one of your favorite characters, right. you know, like no, into the second season, you would be like, but that's the type of stuff that's happened is the, 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 the character growth and the things that they've put these people through and, you know, what they've seen and had to do and how that's changed them is just really fascinating and yeah. uh, and like i said just really compelling sci-fi there's lots of sort of post-apocalyptic stuff but this is this isn't really about that that's just the situation that they're in and they're right. uh, doing a lot of interesting stuff within that well you made the comparison to bsg and i it, it was hit me as you were talking about that how bellamy and clark have changed each other it's like there's there's some very cool parallels to Adama and Rosalind between Bellamy and Clark that that are fun to play out. There's just it's just it's just so good. People watch the show. Yeah. The first season's on Netflix. Ignore Go watch it. the fact that it's on the CW. 
set your DVR for the hundred. Don't care about the fact that you're just search. Just look for the hundred. Except anymore, you've got Arrow, Flash, Hundred, Jane the Virgin. We're talking about some of the best. I'd argue that the hundred is a whole other level above what even the best stuff on the CW is. But still, we're talking about the the type of stuff that they have on there uh, is so different from. We're not talking about you know nine hundred two one zero and Gossip Girl here, right? Uh, which were you know different levels. When of Gossip fun. Girl was good, it was good. Yeah, yeah different levels of fun in but, in a different vein, but totally a different type of show than what they're going for now. Basically, we can't beg you enough to watch the show. Do yourself a favor. It's already been renewed for season three, so you at the very least, if you yeah. get caught up. You are at least guaranteed another season, and the CW likes to let their shows go at least a fourth season before canceling them for syndication reasons. I think that if it's renewed for season three, it's likely going to get a season four. So just jump right in. That's my recommendation. Awesome. Boys, what's yours? Well, mine is I've only watched the first episode, but after watching the first episode. Oh my God, it's such a mind first episode. (laughs) It It really is. But mine is Black Mirror. Uh, which is a British series that's sort of a Twilight Zone-esque, but it really deals with technology and, you know, social media and things that they didn't have back when, you know, the original Twilight Zone was. But just really bizarre situations involving these things that make you just like... And the first first episode, you, you can't even believe... Like what's going on, and that they're taking it completely seriously. Yes. But yeah, it's a. Uh, but the commentary. Speaking of commentary on present day things, the commentary that it that it levels on social media and art and today's press, and yeah. how how events are covered, and uh, politics and oh, it's. Yeah. I I I like. I like immediately like wanted to watch more but couldn't. Like I it was watched so, all six in a row. <laughs> like I, like, I was just like I can't I can't watch because it was like late at night and I was like I I I'm definitely watching the rest of this but uh, I I can't watch another one right now. I can't. I watched I all can't six do episodes another, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I need to go to sleep. Like you know, type of thing. It's like I can't. Uh, so upcoming episodes deal with. Um, like the distant future where you can relive your memories immediately. And um, what happens if one of someone you love dies? How can you still talk to them? Like it's so, it's so crazy and it's so good. And I still need to watch the Christmas episode because, but that's not on Netflix yet, but I just really like it. Yeah. Cause there's only like what? Six, six, there's three per season. Yeah. There's two seasons of three so far. And then, uh, yeah, are they hour longs or are they what are how long how long are yeah, each Yeah, 45 50 minutes I think. Yeah, I think they're yeah, they're they're like hour longs but you know with no commercials they're in the 40 something minute range yeah. I think. But yeah, that's uh I mean <laughs> Rory Kinnear is in the first episode and he was my favorite part of Penny Dreadful, which was one of my favorite shows this year. And god, he was so good in that and I wish he would have been the new doctor. He was very close to being the doctor. Um but he's so good in this. Yeah, I, I just just, just uh, it's it's one of those you you got to watch because you you just you can, like can't believe that they're actually even dealing with what they're dealing with. It's 
Yeah. And it's a lot of the famous, like the the British actors, you know, these days, Domhnall Gleeson is in it. Um, Bill from Bill Weasley's in it for Harry Potter. He's mm-hmm. in an episode. Haley Atwell's in that episode with him. The lady from what's that show? Do the movie, The Winter's Tale with Colin Farrell, the lead from that. Jessica Brown Finley's in one episode. It's just really good. Really makes you think. And it's, oh, and Jodie Whittaker, I want to say her name is. I don't know where I came up with that name. Yeah, it's like you don't want to look into the Black Mirror, but once you do, you like can't look away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's uh, so watch that. Yeah, that's... on our suggestion, you yeah. should watch that. <laughs> and then Ivy has a suggestion as well. I do. I have. Uh, I was really excited this week because Banshee came back to Cinemax. Um, it's a nutcase of a show. It, it is. It is like, I mean, whereas you you talked about. Um, um, Black Mirror being kind of the you know the mind fuck. This is just the this is jacked up. Like I, I it's don't insane. It's hard to. I mean, it's 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 if it's 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 hard to explain because it's it's a it small really town small town kind of crime drama, but it's not at all what you would think a small. It's almost like if the bank robbers were good guys, or at least. The show's portraying them as the protagonists, even though they're right. not good guys. Um, the the plotting and where the story goes in the first two seasons um, is just kind of it kind of takes you in directions that you don't expect. Uh, yeah. The characters that they've developed uh, and built and established in such a, a short time period are fascinating. You know, I mean, Kai Proctor as kind of the main antagonist is just you. You would never would have thought that. An Amish guy could have been, or at least you know what I mean, a, a, a departed from the from the farm Amish guy could be as weirdly evil as he is. But at the same time, you're watching the development of his niece as someone who could, you know, work She's in that world. Insane. And you, you, it's 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 so crazy that you're almost rooting for them to start right. a relationship, but you're not. But you are. You're like, yeah. oh, are they going to get together? Because that would be interesting. Not good, but yeah, right. it's, it's it's crazy. The only the only thing I, I'm not a big fan is, um, and this is and this is a byproduct of listening to. I got the Blu-rays for season two the other day and was listening mm-hmm. to some of the commentaries and. Um, and I'm going to butcher her name, Elena Milovic. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Elena Milovic. I think yeah. it's, she, they, they did a comment. They did a commentary and it was all four of the, was it four of the ladies and the, and the casting director. And she was just so, it's about me. I'm, it's like, oh, we're talking about it being a team, but I'm going to tell you how great our team is. And I'm this, and I'm going to ask this. It's just so, the commentary was so oriented to her kind of taking over that she was just so obnoxious that I, I found myself as I watched the rest of the season going, I like you less and less. I care less I about Anna slash Carrie. I don't, yeah, I feel like I never cared about her. I like the Deva story and kind of seeing how she's just spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he's with the deputy. Oh, that's like, such a – I love that connection. Because um, I really like that. I just – it's so – and Job is the best character in the world. Yeah. I love him. Um, <laughs> I just think that it's it's crazy. And don't watch it with your parents no. or your children or anybody that you're related to because it's uncomfortable. There's a lot of 
really, really Cinemax-related sex scenes, <laughs> um, for lack of a better description. So, yeah, just make sure that you, I'm you're aware of where you're watching it or who you're watching with. But it's interesting how they it is a lot of graphic sex, but it kind of serves the story, too. Like right. I. It's gratuitous in a way that it's just like they're always naked, but mm-hmm. but you never feel like they're just doing like it always moves the story forward well, or explains something that happens in the story. I think the thing about the show is everything about it is gratuitous. You yeah. know what I mean? The violence is gratuitous. The sex is gratuitous. The weird story arcs of where they take certain things like everything they do is over the top. And yeah. because of that – you're able to accept everything without it being obnoxious. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's just, it's just, a, and I would love, I want to see a, a Job sugar, um, spinoff. You know what I mean? Like two cranky, you know what I mean? The odd couple of, of robbing banks across the heartland kind of thing would yeah. be awesome. For sure. So I yeah. agree with that. But, but, but Lily Simmons is my heart. I want to see Lily Simmons and everything now, Rebecca, yeah. the niece. She's insane. This, there's a scene in the premiere where she's standing outside of those, I guess, the club. And that scary guy, I never remember his name. It's just there. Oh, like, the. Oh, my God. Do, yeah. Yes. It's so good. I think you should all watch it. So that's our recommendations. Yay. Uh, you can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find Ivy online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com. Slash two five seven. Next week, Jason will be joined by Mark Discotes from Solo Talk Media and a second guest yet to be determined. Kyle, for your schedule. (laughs) Keep your Mondays open, Kyle. (laughs) The opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. This song is TV Party by the Asylum Streets Bankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And now I need to go put my dog out because she's been staring at me sadly. For about an hour. Gibbs is definitely whining at me. I'm sorry, is your dog's name Jethro Gibbs? No, just Gibbs. Okay. But is it named after Jethro Gibbs? I tell people that if that's what they want to hear. I also tell Redskins fans he's named after Joe Gibbs if that's what okay. they want to hear. My dog's <laughs> name is Hannah. So Hannah Pick your favorite Gibbs. Yeah. That's who I do not named name after. my dog. I'd just like to put that out there. My name is Anna. Her name is Hannah. And that was not intentional. So it gets real <laughs> weird when, when people are like Hannah and Anna, that's, I didn't name her after me or to sound similar to me. Just putting that out there. Anyway. I think I'm going to start calling your dog Hamry. <laughs> that's a weird name. That's a weird name. Her middle name is Banana. So her middle name wouldn't be Marie like mine is. Um, but anyway. Gibbs' middle name is Wingman. Oh, nice. Yeah, but he doesn't do all that great of a job. So. <laughs> You need to work on that, buddy. Oh, he's giving me a look. He's giving me all a right. Look. Mine's gonna pee the floor, so I gotta leave. All right. And that was dog talk for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Thank y'all for having me. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night and every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of. Bre-